excited that over the next few weeks we're going to be uh, preparing and, and presenting uh, a beautiful new ministry for First Apostolic Church that will be launched at the first of the year. This is going to be our life groups and this is going to be a small group ministry where people are going to have an opportunity to fellowship, to be in relationship with one another and, and learn about the Lord on an even more personal level. And we're excited about that. This is something that you can attend, that you can uh, bring your neighbors and your friends to attend and introduce them a little bit to First Apostolic Church. Uh, and uh, if they're not able to be here sometimes on Sunday, this is going to be a wonderful, wonderful thing. You're going to be hearing more about it as the next several weeks unfold, and we're excited about the opportunities the Lord will give us. I believe we're going to see a great harvest of souls in this last day. How many believe that this morning? Amen. I don't have to tell you, but I, I do have to tell you actually, but I, it, it's perhaps not... Uh, necessary because you've already noticed but Jesus is coming soon Jesus is coming soon and we never know from one morning to the next what kind of a groaning the earth will be doing what kind of, of uh, war threat may hang in the air in our society today it's, it's, it's literally like reading the book of Matthew, the book of Luke. Wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes in divers places, the seas and the waves roaring. Folks, Jesus is coming soon. If you're not ready, get ready. If your heart's not right, get your heart right. Amen. Because he's coming for a faithful bride. Amen. And so we want to remember uh, those that have, again, been affected by Hurricane Harvey. Uh, they're still recovering in Texas uh, we thank the Lord for the generosity of the people. We've been able to lend our hand uh, to help that effort in a significant way, and we thank the Lord for that. Uh, we are going to be in prayer even right now, those that are suffering under Hurricane Irma uh, the, in the Caribbean islands throughout the week uh, leading up to this weekend, and then, of course, in the, the great state of Florida. We have many loved ones and friends and neighbors, and, of course, the people of Florida in general. They need our prayers. Amen. Could we do that right now? Could we just lift up our voice in prayer? Heavenly Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you will move, oh God, upon the situation that the people of Florida and the Keys find themselves facing. I pray, Lord, that you will speak to these winds and cause them to cease, Lord, in Jesus' name. Bring shelter and safety, oh God. Lord, move upon them with your great power. Be a refuge and a fortress, O oh Lord. We thank you that we can trust in you, that we can call upon your mighty name. Hallelujah. Oh God, look upon them with mercy, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. And cover them with your great grace in Jesus' name. For you are able, Lord. You have all power in heaven and in earth. And we trust in your mighty name. And we give you praise for it. We give you praise for it. We give you praise for it. Hallelujah. 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 In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. I would like to turn your attention this morning to the book of uh, Proverbs, the 30th chapter. The book of Proverbs in the 30th chapter. And I want to read a verse of scripture in your hearing that... Uh, that just, just really has a powerful truth 
that by the help of the Holy Ghost, I believe will help somebody with what they're facing. You know, I thank the Lord that this Word of God has ministry for our souls. Ministry for our souls. It is an inexhaustible resource of help, encouragement, strength, and anything you need, you can find it in the Word of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so I believe the Lord has something for somebody today. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 28. It's just a really obscure verse of Scripture. You've probably read it. Maybe you haven't, but we're going to now and find out a little something that the Lord will help us with. Verse 28 of Proverbs chapter 30. The spider taketh hold with her hands and is in king's palaces. The spider taketh hold with her hands and is in king's palaces. By the help of the Holy Ghost this morning, I would like to preach to you on this subject, spiders in the king's palace. Spiders in the king's palace. No, it's not Halloween. But, but I think there's a powerful truth here that will help us in Jesus' name. Could we go to the Lord together one more time in prayer? Lord, we ask your blessing upon the word as we preach it, as we receive it. I thank you, Lord, that, that you have come into this place, that you have visited us with your presence. I ask in Jesus' name that you will touch the minds and the hearts of your people. As we hear your word, Lord, let it be more than hearing, but let it, let it be received into our soul and and may we become doers of your word in Jesus name we thank you for this Lord and we we give you praise hallelujah there's a praise on our lips Lord and we give it to you in the precious name of Jesus in the precious name of Jesus and everybody said amen and amen God bless you you may be seated in the name of the Lord Our youngest daughter, Sophia, turned 15 years old this week. Anna is 18. Sophia is 15, which makes me just getting older and older by every second of every day. And uh, we love our girls. And, and, you know, anytime your children have a, have a uh, birthday, a revolution of the calendar, uh, it, it takes you back. And you, you start to think about, uh, you know, days that are, are, are gone and you can't retrieve them. Uh, they just, you better enjoy them while you've got them and, and make the most of them. Enjoy those little moments while you can because they grow up and out so fast. And, uh, and uh, so I was doing some reflecting and one of my favorite stories about Sophia uh, was when she was two years old, and uh, it was a, an interesting moment. Uh, you know, I, my girls are sweet girls, but they they both have a, as we all do, a, a, a pretty strong will. They have a pretty strong will, and the Lord, by the grace of God, helped us to to uh, channel that, and so they're using that will for the glory of God, and we thank the Lord for that. Amen. But it takes, you know, you got to go through some things in order to, to get to that point. And uh, Sophia was two years old, and, uh, and she, had, she had come into the kitchen. We were sitting down for dinner, and uh, when she walked into the kitchen, uh, she, she opened up a, a drawer in the kitchen where there were some plastic goods in the, in the drawer. 
And she pulled out a paper plate and she put it on the floor and closed the drawer and walked onto the table. And I said, Sophia, I pick up the plate, baby. You, gotta, you can't just take plates and throw them on the floor. You know, pick up the plate. And she ignored me and came right onto the table. And I, I said, no, 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 see, Fifi, you got to go pick up the plate, honey, and, 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 and take care of the plate. You can't, just, you can't just put it on the floor, so go ahead, go get it. Well, she wouldn't do it. And I had just been reading and listening a lot to focus on the family, Dr. James Dobson. And Dr. Dobson said of strong-willed children, he said, you know, there's going to come a point, there's going to come a battle early on, and you've got to win this battle. You cannot let them win this battle. There's going to be a, a life-defining battle early in life. And it's going to be a locking of the horns. And they're going to challenge your will. And you've got to stand the test. And I'm a, I'm a, I can be a pretty big pushover when it comes to my girls. And so I thought, uh-oh, I think the battle has just begun. The battle for the will and... Who will win this battle? I can't lose this battle. So I said, Safifi, go get the, go get the, the plate, honey. We got we to gotta start dinner. Well, no, she wasn't going to do it, and she didn't care what I said. And then I realized, oh, it's on. I mean, we are in the fight for our lives now. So I, I said, sweetheart, you have to pick up the plate. Daddy told you to go pick up the plate. And... Uh, Sister Heidi was saying, Sophia, you need to pick up the plate. It needs to happen now. You can't just throw plates on the floor. So this went on for a good little bit. And there was no budging. And it turned into, she's two years old. And it turned into, I'm not picking up that plate. And I started saying, Lord, you know, you need to move on her heart. Have her pick up this plate. Because I don't know what else, I don't know how far this is going to go. We got to get this plate picked up. And it can't be us. It has to be her. It has to be, we have to win this battle of the will. And just when all seemed to be helpless and hopeless, out of the providence of God. We were praying, Lord, move on her heart. Do something, God, to turn the tide of her will. And out from under the refrigerator came a spider. Oh, hallelujah. And when that spider came running up close to Sophia, I said, quick, get the plate so I can kill the spider. Boy, she grabbed that plate, handed it to me. I killed the spider. And, and I said, you did it. You picked up the plate. And she sobbed tears because she realized she lost the battle. But she could not believe that that would happen like that. But the Lord gave us the victory we needed and, and helped her along. And, uh, and it was just a, a really interesting story. And, and it's one that we enjoy remembering. But, but, you know, it's not just little two-year-old girls who don't like spiders. I don't know very many people who really like spiders. I mean, I, I know there's got to be some folks who study them, who appreciate the nature behind them, who can probably stand up here and tell you all about all of them and, and tell you why there's no reason to be worried, no reason to be afraid. And, you know, they're the kind of people where you can post a picture of a spider and say, what spider is this? Is this poisonous? And they'll tell you all about it. They know everything about why it's got the design on its back that it's got. And, and I don't know any of that. I just know if it's a spider, it's got to be taken 
subdued, destroyed, got to be removed from the premises. And, and so, you know, that's just the way it is. I remember on our, we took a trip to the Dominican Republic in 2009. And the brethren who went on that trip are, probably know where I'm going with this. Brother Dave Duvall and I were in the living room and Brother Will Sipe was over here reading on the couch while we were, had a, a beautiful uh, uh, apartment that the 10 of us were able to share and it was the Lord had blessed us. And so we were just walking through the living room and we heard Brother Sipe say, in the Dominican Republic. You know, tropical spiders are a different kind of spider. They're not little house spiders. Those things will, you know, you can ride them, go piggyback riding on them. I mean, it's, those things are rough. And so we're just walking through, minding our own business, and Brother Sipe said, uh-oh, looks like we have a visitor. And we looked at him and saw his eyes directed at the ceiling, and we looked up at the ceiling, and folks, I didn't know if it was a crab from the sea. I didn't know... If this was a prehistoric something or other, I, I mean, a dinosaur, it was so big, and it was on the ceiling, and I thought, Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what will I do? And, and so we were like, oh, well, we, we kind of felt a little ill-equipped to handle this, and by this time, a couple of the other men came into the living room, and and uh, word began to spread through the apartment that there is a creature in the living room <laughs> that needs to be dealt with, and nobody really knew exactly how to handle this thing. So Brother Ryan Robe, God bless him, came down with a, I, had a, had a, I believe it was a broom that he had, and he, he looked up at the ceiling and he had this broom. He was going to take this thing on. I, and I was afraid, you know, he'd go for it, and the spider would like grab the broom and start hitting us <laughs> with the broom. It, was, it looked perfectly capable of doing that. And so, I, it, so he's got this broom, and he, he lifts it up to the ceiling. And then he got this mischievous thought, since Brother Dave, his father-in-law, was right next to him, that he could just kind of flick the spider down onto Brother Dave. So that's what he decided he would do. And when that spider came flying down from that ceiling and wasn't dead, you talk about a Holy Ghost time. <laughs> Folks, I wish that we had caught it on video because it was a Holy Ghost movie. It was like the upper room. These men are not drunk as you suppose, saying it is. I'm talking about praise break. I saw folks doing the funky chicken. I saw folks doing... I saw, <laughs> it was so scary. That thing come flying down out of the ceiling. We all parted. And that thing came down to the ground, and it was so fast. All eight legs took it up and into a planter. It's not dead. It's very much alive. And we have no idea. Nobody's going to sleep tonight. So we grabbed the planter, and we put it outside. Said, that planter's outside for the night. And uh, somehow that spider got back in the house the next day. I think he just reached up, grabbed the door, opened the door, came back in. <laughs> And, and I, I uh, <laughs> we ended up killing it. Brother Kelly Lee got a hold of it and put it in the corner and ended up taking it out. But, but it, was, it was something. Spiders are, they're scary. I noticed, I noticed uh, around October 31st, one of the restaurants here in town likes to decorate. And they, they don't decorate with ghosts or skeletons or... Some of you know what I'm talking about. This, they, they put gigantic spiders on their, 
on their restaurant to be scary. And it's scary. Those things are, of course, they're not real, thank the Lord, but they look like they're scaling the walls. If you want to be scared, a spider can do that for you. Uh, there's just something about them. I, 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 don't, I don't know what it is, but, but there are a few things about them that just really uh, drive me crazy. For instance, you don't know they're there. They're silent. You know, it's not like a mouse that you can, like, hear a little pitter-patter every now and then, and you know that something is moving, and, and you see something dart across. That's, that's one thing. It's not even, it's not even like a, a gator or a bear. You know, those things don't really sneak up on you. But, but a spider, you don't know. Did you know that they say they know how many are within an acre? It's like one million spiders per acre. Of land and in and in tropical areas, it's three million spiders per acre of land. Did you know that they say you are never ten feet away from a spider? I just needed to put the fear of God in you before I get <laughs> any further. Amen. I thought, Lord, we need something to really make, cause give us the fear of God. And I was trying to think, should I preach about hell or should I preach about spiders? And I went with spiders. I felt like felt like that would be really effective. Never 10 feet away from a spider because they are so plentiful and they're so quiet and you don't know that they're, that they're there and you don't, you don't even know when they bite you. If you've ever had a spider bite, you can't even, you don't even remember like, oh yeah, that must have been when that thing was hanging off my arm and, and he must have bit me. No, no, you don't catch them. They just, they just do it and they're gone. You, you don't even really feel the bite half the time. And, and you, just, you just, later on, you feel something burning and something itching and, and, and some kind of a toxin has been introduced into your system. And so it's just, a, they're just a terrifying thing. They, they can be on you and you don't know they're on you. They, you can't hear them moving about your house. You don't hear them spinning a web. But they're, they're putting together one of the most artful masterpieces of nature in their spinning of the web. And while, while it's amazing to look at, folks, that thing is terrifying. It is a net for prey. They literally are trying to catch stuff so they can kill stuff. These things are predators. And, and, they, and they prey on unsuspecting insects and bugs that, that uh, of course, we don't want them either. And the spiders really help us, actually. But the poor bugs don't know this. In fact, some of the largest bugs will get caught up in a web that they never intended to get caught up in, and they have no idea how it happened. They just find themselves tangled up in this silk, and they can't get free from it, and they're trying to break free from it. But, but here they have been caught in a web. And this is exactly how the devil works. He will spin a web in front of you without you even realizing that it has happened. And you, before you know it, will get caught up in the devil's web. He's like a spider. That's why you're scared of spiders. Because they're like the devil. You don't know when they're near. You don't know when they, have, when they are on the move. You don't, you don't understand when there's a strategy in place. How many have ever been walking along a normal path that you're used to walking it's not an abnormal path it's it's a normal path one thing one that you're used to walking and all of a sudden it, you walk into a web i mean you just walked the path last night 
and what went from your went from your mailbox to your front door. And now somewhere between your bush and the side of your house, a spider has gone into motion and created some kind of a web. And you go walking a path, your normal route, and the next thing you know, you're passing through some web. And there's, that's a pretty bad feeling to pass through a web. You start thinking, because all you can imagine is that there's some crazy, creepy crawler. And you know, creepy crawly, that came from spiders. We're talking about spiders. We're not talking about rats. We're not talking about raccoons. We're not talking about possums. We're not, we're not even talking about flies or mosquitoes. We're talking about spiders. They're crawly and they're creepy. And this thing you can only imagine is on you somewhere because you can't get this web off of you. It's on your neck. It's on your wrist. It's on your forehead. And you're fighting this thing. And, and all you can imagine is some kind of ungodly demon of a spider just creepy crawly and that's the way spirits work spirits are on the move without you even knowing that they're on the move and they'll put themselves in your path a path that you're used to walking a path that you are that you are familiar with that you're comfortable with and they'll catch you in their web now you might not you might not have to worry about a spider that you walk into their web because you're bigger than an insect. But, but, but when you're talking about a web that the enemy lays for you, and the Bible talks about this. The Bible calls it a snare. The scripture says that there is a snare of the fowler. And the Bible talks about the net. And this can catch us. It's interesting that the, that the online activity that we have become so accustomed to is called the net and the web. That's just interesting. That's, I'm just going to throw that out there. And, and the enemy will weave a web or weave a net and catch you up in it. And, and so many people have been caught in webs of the enemy's doing. I'm preaching right now to people who are caught up in something you didn't mean to get caught up in. Something you never intended to get drowned by and caught up by and and taken control by but but here you are in some addiction here you are in some relationship that you can't break free from here you are in some frame of mind a particular way that you have begun to think and and you don't know why you think this way it's it's just the way you think it's been this way for a long time I'll tell you why. Because the enemy of your soul has created a web for you, has created a net for you, and you're caught in his trap. And so we have to bring to you in the name of Jesus the solution for your problem because there is a solution for your problem. I want to tell somebody today that Jesus is the answer for the world today. I want to tell somebody that Jesus has the power to break every chain off of you. Hey, let me tell you something. He has the power to break every chain off of you. Do you know that it is a common philosophy in our world today that people are, are never able to break free from alcoholism? They say, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. And, and, and so you have to understand that, 
that this, this means that a person, if they have a, a, a proclivity to, to uh, alcohol, that they will always have that proclivity. But there are people standing in this building right now who will stand up and testify that Jesus Christ broke the chains of alcohol addiction from off their physical body. And they do not crave it like they used to crave it. And they're not tempted by it like they used to be tempted by it. Because of the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So I don't want you to begin thinking that because you're caught in some web and that there are these lies that come to you and these lies that come to you try to convince you of something that is not true. Don't listen to it. It's the predator who wove the web that's telling you these lies. No use to struggle. No use to fight. No use to hope. No use to wish for a better day. No use to trust God for deliverance. That's the spider talking to you. That's the enemy of your soul talking to you you you're his prey he's the predator you hear the word of the Lord there is hope and there is power and there is deliverance and God is great and greatly to be praised hallelujah well hallelujah there are spirits even now at work and they're going to try to weave a web across your path to catch you even as I preach the word of the Lord to you I preach to you joy I preach to you the power of God I preach to you love I, I preach to you faith I preach to you hope even as I preach this these projectiles of God's truth are trying to enter into your life but there are webs in your spirit webs in your soul and the enemy wants to catch these projectiles of truth and keep them from getting to their intended target it's time to clean the house it's time to wipe away the webs it's it's time to deal with what the enemy has put in our spirit. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible describes this. Matthew chapter 12 uh, describes this. He said in verse 43, when the unclean spirit, Jesus said, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and findeth none. Unclean spirits are literally looking for a place to rest, a place to settle. Unclean spirits look for a place where they can set up shop. Hallelujah. You know, this is, and it'll find that place in a person. Notice, listen, verse number 44. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation." 
There are unclean spirits when they go. This is why a person who does have an experience with God and they turn from the Lord and then you find them later and they seem like, man, they seem worse than ever. I don't remember them being this mean and this rough and this bad before they came to God. Now they've got some kind of unclean spirit. It's because they have prepared their hearts for seven more wicked spirits than what were there to begin with to come in and begin to wreak havoc in their life ladies and gentlemen this is so important to understand the enemy is looking for a safe haven for himself this is why the apostle taught us do not give place to the devil don't give him any place in your spirit in your heart in your mind, in your soul, in your body because he's looking for a place. Now you have to hear what I'm saying. This is true of spirits. This is even true of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is looking for a place to rest. This is why when John the Baptist baptized Jesus and when Jesus came up out of the water, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit descended in the bodily shape of a dove and the Lord had told John the Baptist that he upon whom the Holy Spirit rests, that is the Messiah. And when the Holy Spirit landed on Jesus, he rested. The Bible says that Noah, remember Noah when he opened up the ark after the the flood he sent out the dove which is representative of the Holy Spirit and the dove flew back and forth because he found no place to rest his foot he came back to the ark because he found no place to rest his foot but when Jesus entered the picture the dove found a place to rest her foot because when Jesus is in the picture the Holy Ghost can do the work that the Holy Ghost needs to do Hallelujah. You hear what I'm telling you. If you don't want Jesus in your life, then the Holy Ghost will have no place to set up shop in your life. But when you surrender to the Lord Jesus, hallelujah, then the Holy Ghost can do a work in your life. Something that you never dreamed possible, and it isn't possible in your own flesh. But here the Holy Ghost is doing a work. This is true of spirits. They seek a place to rest. It's true of the Holy Spirit. He's looking for a repentant heart. He's looking for a heart that is clean before God. A heart that says, Lord, I repent. I turn from my wicked ways. A heart that says, God, hallelujah, I can't find my own way. There was a way that seemed right to me, but that way is destructive. So I'm going to follow you and I'm going to walk your path that's the kind of place the Holy Ghost is looking for evil spirits are looking for a place like spiders looking for cracks crevices in our spirits this is why children's ministry is so vitally important because the enemy loves to prey on innocent children he loves to, to attack them before they know it's happening he loves to confuse their mind. He loves to break their heart. He loves to violate their innocence so that he can create a chasm within their spirit 
so that he can take up residence and cause unspeakable harm and confusion in their lives. This is why children's ministry is so important. We don't know the kind of pain and suffering that even small children have already experienced. And that pain and that suffering will stay with them throughout their life. But I've come to apply the healing balm of Gilead to somebody's wound, to somebody's pain in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord can raise you up and deliver you from the bondage that has been a part of your life even since childhood. We were in Chicago, Illinois, sitting at a Chick-fil-A in Chicago. You know, I preach a lot about Chick-fil-A. I just realized that as I, amen. Lord, help us. Sitting at a Chick-fil-A in downtown Chicago. And while we were eating, there was a woman that was sitting nearby us. And she she began to speak out. Ladies and gentlemen, it was some of the most vile, some of the most vile dialogue I've ever heard in my life. I have never heard words directed at people. And it was directed at us. And she was spewing the most venomous words. It was, it was, it was unclean. It was ungodly. It was, it was so destructive. And we didn't know her and she didn't know us. And uh, we decided to go ahead and, and move on. Because we had, of course, we had children with us, and we were with another family, and, and, uh, and so we moved on from the, the area, and I told, told those that were with us, I said, she's demon-possessed. What has happened is she has, she has had in her life some kind of a, of a breakage in her spirit. Somewhere there was, a, there was a major hurt that opened her spirit up, and where there's an opening in your spirit, that spirit opening is going to be filled by another spirit it is important that it be filled with the holy spirit because if it's not filled with the holy spirit then an unclean spirit will take advantage of that opening and i said the reason i know that she is overtaken by an unclean spirit is because the words she was speaking are the words satan speaks to us Those are the words the enemy speaks to us. Destructive words. Unclean words. Words that tear down. Words that destroy. Words that that rip people's spirits. And as I listened to her talk, I said, I know that voice. That's the voice of my adversary. That's the voice of my enemy. He's talked to me like that before. I've never heard a human being talk like that. But I've heard my adversary talk like that. And I had compassion on the lady because I knew it was her spirit that was broken open and the enemy had exploited this wound if you're here today with a spirit broken wide let the Lord fill that void let the Lord get inside and clean you and wash you and purify your mind and purify your soul and purify your spirit and let him fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost let him fill you to overflowing with his own spirit Making you what he always intended you to be. Hallelujah. That's what will happen. Now, you got to understand that there are, there are poisonous spiders. Some are just harmless house spiders. You know, I don't know the difference. So you, if I see some spiders, I will get my praise on. I will get my, I got my shopping shoes on. Just, I'm talking about like, I will go. I take care of that. I got these shoes. Now, if you're, if you're walking around barefoot, God be with you. 
You know what's real bad is when there's a spider between you and your shoe. Here he is, and then he moves. Oh. I've had them, I've had them actually watch me, and when I would move this way, they would move with me. And then I'd come back this way, and they'd come back that way. I said, oh, Lord, this is just the devil himself come up in the, Lord, have mercy. I don't like fast-moving stuff. Yesterday, we had the windows down, driving through, enjoying that beautiful, beautiful day yesterday. And, and the windows were down. Anna was with me. And some kind of ungodly beast flew into the car. I'm driving. I've got my foot on the brake pedal. I'm at a stop sign. Not a stop light, a stop sign. And this thing flew in. I didn't know what it was. But now, see, Anna was with me, so we each have our own version of what happened next. <laughs> so she's got some kind of stuff about me, you know, reacting. But I've got the mic. I'll tell you what really happened. <laughs> I looked down, and I saw it was a harmless little grasshopper. I said, come here, buddy. Come here. There you go. He got up into my <laughs> He climbed up into my hand, and I, here you go, buddy. There you go. There you go. Put him right back out in the name. Now, if I recall correctly, I'm pretty sure that's happened. That's the way it happened. But So, it, Lord, forgive me. If there's any part of that that was a little uh, redacted and, and uh, any history that was revised, Lord, help us. I don't like fast-moving stuff. And, and the spiders that, that, that are, are, are poisonous, one of the most poisonous spiders is the wandering Brazilian spider. Wandering. It just sounds terrifying. Wandering? Seriously? Wandering Brazilian spider. But you know, as I said that, some of y'all breathed a sigh of relief because it's in Brazil. Oh, that's plenty far away we don't have anything to worry about it's it's in brazil south america but then there's the second most deadly spider which is the brown recluse that's not in brazil that's in ohio and folks i'm if you can't handle it just shut your ears for a minute but those who need the fear of god put in you they said the brown recluse likes to hide in footwear Y'all, I didn't even need to know that, so I'm sure you didn't need to know that. But it's in Ohio. You know, there are some problems, some issues, some spirits, some, some addictions, some challenges that we consider to be so far from us. I would never, I mean, God be with these poor souls that are dealing with this challenge, but I can't even relate because it's not even something I would ever dream of or think of or go down that route. But there's some stuff on your doorstep. There's some stuff in your attic. There's some stuff in your basement. There's some stuff in your shoes, for crying out loud. That you just, it's, it's as deadly as anything that's as far off from your mind. You look at some addictions and some, some challenges people have and you think, well, that's all the way in Brazil. That's somewhere I can't even imagine. But then there's some things that are so close. They're right here in part of you. And, and you don't even know there's a spider in your life until you run into a web. And you realize, oh, wait, there is, there is a predator around here who's trying to ensnare me and catch me. Recently, somebody was talking to me, and they were being very kind, very complimentary. And I was so appreciative. Uh, but they were telling me about something they had seen. And something they had seen 
the Lord do in my life? And, and as they were describing it, I, I remembered what they were describing. And I remember, I remember the prayers that I prayed. And I remembered uh, how much patience was involved. And, and it took a lot of wisdom Really, it took a lot of wisdom and understanding and faith. It took a lot of faith. It took a lot of leaning on God and, and trusting Him and then obeying Him. And, and I remembered what they were doing. But when they were telling their observation, they just kept saying, I saw what the Lord did for you. And to God be the glory. He put His favor on you. And, and God helped you. And God strengthened you. And I was listening. I was like, yeah, okay, that's, you're right. To God be the glory. But I kept waiting for them to get to the part where I was so wise. <laughs> and I'm like, waiting. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, remember the part about me being wise? And how, yeah, you remember, I'm like leading the witness. I'm like, you're forgetting some details. Well, let me help you out here because I, I, I was really strong and patient and wise. And, 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 I, and they never got to that part. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I, it shocked me. But I actually kind of felt a little bit like I, was, I needed to hear that. And the Lord spoke to me and said, why are, why are you getting offended about me receiving glory? Actually, I didn't even know until I stepped into that web of pride. I thought, I didn't even know. I didn't even know there was a pride spider in here. But there was as big as day weaving its web. Didn't even know it was there until somebody left me out of their worship. Left me out of their adoration. And they were giving all the glory to God. I thought, Lord, who am I that I would ever receive glory for something you did? Any wisdom, any patience, any strength you've got, that's God. That's not you. That's God. And you need to give him the praise. You need to give him the glory. Hallelujah. I didn't even know. I didn't even know there was a spider of pride until I ran into his web. And that web caught me up. Oh, my Lord, get this off of me. You know what? Let me tell you something, though. You can, you can clean out the webs and never kill the spider. There are a lot of people who come in and clean out those webs. Sunday morning is perfect for web cleaning. Itsy bitsy spider. Climbed up the water spout. Down came the Holy Ghost rain. And, and shouting and singing and talking in tongues and and, and getting blessed and come on getting our praise on and singing the songs of Zion and hearing a sermon and praying in the altar down came the rain and washed the spider out but out came the sun on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday out came the sun and dried up all the rain and you know what the itsy bitsy spider did he climbed up the spout again you need to listen ladies and gentlemen it's not enough just to clean the web of shame and the web of lust and the web of envy you need to kill the spider that keeps spinning that web you need to kill that ungodly adversary. That's why we preach repentance, 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 repentance. It, my Lord, it's time to put that thing under your feet. It's time to sacrifice that thing to God. Give it to the Lord. 
That means that, listen, that, that means there's going to be some people in your life that you're going to cut off, that you're going to cut out. That's what it means because they keep weaving webs. They keep weaving. the Listen, the Bible describes not just spirits, but in the book of Jude, he said there are certain men crept in unaware. Like spiders, you don't even know they're there. And they creep on in to your walk with God. And you're just trying to be nice. And you're just trying to live for God. And before you know it, there's something on your arm. You don't even feel it. But it's injecting poison into your spirit. Listen, the brown recluse bite, you don't feel. Now the wandering Brazilian spider, you can feel that. There's some stuff that's going to hurt, and you know right when it came and when it happened. But the brown recluse spider, you're trying to think, I don't remember. I don't know when this happened. You just, it just came after you. The black widow, you know that the black widow bite, the venom is designed to lock up your diaphragm. The the bite is designed to, 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 to weaken your muscles. Your nervous system becomes paralyzed. They don't die. People don't die from it as much because there is an anti-venom. But before there was an anti-venom, the black widow spider was lethal. And it can still be unless you get treated. The same with the brown recluse. The same with the wandering Brazilian spider. The same with the fennel web, funnel web spider. I mean, there are poisonous spirits in your life that would love to lay hold on you and inject its poison into you. And you don't even know you, you don't even know this thing is in your life. You think you're past it. You don't even hold a grudge against that person anymore. You, you know, they wounded you, but you forgave them, or so you think, and, and you live a 150 miles away so you never have to see them and then all of a sudden somebody mentions their name and the web catches you and you didn't even know there was a spider of unforgiveness in your home until you ran into the web again it's time to kill that spider Solomon said he said this was actually he was repeating the words of Augur in Proverbs chapter 30 but he was the one that introduced them into the book of Proverbs and he was here he is a king if anybody knows about a king's palace it's Solomon he built the most majestic king's palace that had ever been built and here he is saying listen let me tell you something he, Solomon studied the insects he studied animals and, and little animals for instance he's the one who told us to, to told the sluggard go to the ant thou sluggard he knew what the ants did and if you saw during hurricane harvey those fire ants would build their own island together and float down the down the river and, and so it was, a, it was a lesson in coming together and looking out for one another and solomon said in the book of proverbs go to the ant study the ant he did the same thing with spiders he said the spider taketh hold with her hands and is in king's palaces folks there's no bear coming up into a king's palace there's no lion going to come up to a king's palace they've got armed guards they've got walls they're not going you're not, not going to just show up in a in a king's palace without scrutiny without being vetted you're not going to just you're not just going to breach security 
You're not just going to be able to, to pass all of the security clearances. And yet here's the spider with deadly toxin, deadly venom, deadly poison. Doesn't pass one security check. All the security they've got doesn't keep this thing out of the king's palace. Nobody knows how to keep this thing out because he climbs in crevices that they don't see. He climbs through cracks that they didn't account for. They didn't even know they had them. The cracks are in the foundation and the spiders climbing up ways you don't even know how to prevent it and all your guns and all your soldiers and all your guards and all your bullets and all of your monitoring and all of your security surveillance none of it can keep out the spirit of a thing it doesn't matter king's palace probably the cleanest house in the land but a spider with her hands Unbeknownst to everybody, full of deadly toxin, one bite paralyzes the nervous system, shuts down the the diaphragm, and here she is weaving her web. Nobody can hear her, nobody can see her, it's just happening. Oh God, you know what they said, I I, I looked it up, I was like, how are you going to keep spiders out of your house? Because I'm going to tell you something, we were... My wife and I were in Texas one time. You know, Texas is one of those tropical environments. It's got bad spiders. Brother Louie, I walked, we were in, going to uh, Papacitos. It's a cousin to Papados. Hallelujah. <laughs> I was so excited, so excited for Papacitos. And I, we got out of the car and we're walking up to Papacitos. And all of a sudden I look over and I saw a wolf spider or a tarantula. I don't know. They're about the same size, got the same hair. And he's walking up next to me, and, and he, like, got to the door and held the door open for me and said, you know, <laughs> age before beauty, I thought. I was like, no, no, no. We're going to have to get a different reservation. Uh-uh. No, sir. He had, like, a briefcase and a top hat. He was there for a business lunch. I was like, what is going on? You know, tarantulas, tarantulas are, are actually, their venom is very weak when it comes to humans. So some of the scariest stuff you've seen actually does less harm than the stuff you can't see and the stuff that looks far more innocent. And, 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 and I, I, we saw a, a, a bug in Florida, a spider in Florida. He was hiding in our car. And every time we'd come out, he'd be on the hood. And I was like, well, he's on the hood again. And I got in the driver's seat, and he'd go down under the hood. And I thought, oh, my word, all I need is for that thing to climb up out of the air conditioning vent, <laughs> climb up out of the steering wheel, folks. I just go on to glory. I don't, you know, I just, I just, I just go on to glory. If, I, if I'm riding down the interstate and this big thing comes climbing up out of the air conditioning vent, we're going to have to find a, a rest area and quick. So I had to take spray, and, and I'm looking for spray. I, you know, it, it's not something I just keep on my belt, so I'm looking for spray. And, you know, I'm thinking, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm thinking any old thing will do. So I'm like, maybe Windex. Windex has chemicals. Maybe Windex can do it. You spray it with, with Windex, it doesn't do anything. That thing just keeps moving around, doing whatever it wants to. He got wet, and he got annoyed, and he just keeps moving around. What you, what you use to kill the spider, it has to have the right ingredient. See, see, there's a lot of people who, who take self-help spray 
and try to spray the spiders in their life. And it may make them wet and may make them run, but it doesn't kill them. They take self-confidence spray. They take self-esteem spray. They take, they take all kinds of, 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 of products that might clean windows, but they don't kill spiders. You got to have the right ingredients. You, you got to put some repentance in there. You got to put baptism in Jesus' name in there. You got to get the Holy Ghost down in that bottle. Hallelujah. You got to put faith in there. You got to put trusting in God in there. And then you take that. I'm going to tell you, it will do to that spider what nothing else will do. That thing will stop moving, stop crawling, stop creeping. The legs will shrivel up and you will... And you know what they say works really good to prevent spiders from coming in? Peppermint oil. Who knew? Peppermint oil. They said spray around your house with peppermint oil. And it's a beautiful smell. Most people like peppermint oil. Most people put it in their mouth so that you can't smell the garlic they ate just a little while ago. Because peppermint is a good smell and spiders hate it. So I was like, that reminds me of praise. Because praise is a good smell. The Lord said it's a good smell. He said it's a sweet-smelling savor that when you send up praise unto him, that he receives it. And it's a sweet-smelling savor unto him. And so, so what God considers to be a good smell, the devil considers to be a bad smell, and it will drive your enemy away. joking I'm not I'm not joking it, it, that's how it works if you've got an envy spider that keeps crawling into your life and you don't know it's there until somebody has something really good happen to them and you get jealous because it didn't happen to you and you walk into that web and you think I didn't even know there was an envy spider in my house but there apparently is because I just walked into an envy web you need to put the peppermint oil of praise around the foundation of your home because that will protect you from envy spiders. Do you hear what I'm saying? This is how it works. When you're so busy thanking God for his blessings in your life, the spider of being jealous about the blessings on other people has no hold on you. That's why the elders used to say, count your blessings. Name them one by one. When you're so busy saying, Lord, I thank you for this blessing and I thank you for that blessing. Thank you for watching over my children. Thank you for keeping me sane. Thank you for providing food and shelter. Thank you. When you're so busy praising God, envy has no hold on you. Hallelujah. I'm not, it's how it works. He can't stand the smell of praise. It, this really does work. That's why the Bible says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and what? He will flee from you. When you're so busy, listen, you say, but I got a spider of fear. How am I going to get rid of the spider of fear? Same thing. See, when I'm so busy praising God for his mighty power, See, oh, the fear tries to tell me that I'm going to lose. I'm going to be left. I'm going to be abandoned, forsaken by God. Everything's going to be 
bad. Everything's going to go, go up in smoke. And, and, and these symptoms are this and that. But, but that's, that's the spider of fear. When I start countering that by saying, but, but Lord, you're a healer. And Lord, you're with me. And Lord, you prepared a place for me. That where you are, there I may be also. And you are my strong tower. And you are my refuge and my shelter and my fortress. And, and I don't have to be afraid because you are with me. You loved me. And you love me even now. You love me while I was dead in trespasses and sins and you love me right now and your blood has the power and your grace is sufficient when I'm praising him all of a sudden fear loses its hold fear the Bible says perfect love cast out fear Glory, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Somebody lift your hands right now. Because God wants to give you victory from toxic, hallelujah, from toxic elements in your life. Things that have come to destroy you. Things that have entered your life to prey upon you and to cause you harm and to paralyze your nervous system and to cause you to cease being sensitive to God. God wants to deliver you from it right now. Some of you are facing spiders of lust, spiders of pride, spiders of unforgiveness. Some of you are facing toxins. Hallelujah. God is going to deliver you from it right now. Hallelujah. Some of you are suffering from the effects of a, of a toxic introduction into your body. I want you to know that the antivenom of the blood of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, can turn back the tide of whatever has started in your family, of whatever has started in your brain, whatever has started in your spirit. God has the power to lift you up and deliver you. If you believe it, lift up your hands and lift up your voice unto the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, that's it, that's it. There's victory in this house. There is victory in this house. There is victory in this house. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, stand with me if you will. I'm, stand with me if you will. I want you to know some of these bites... I'm going to tell you something. If left untreated, they're fatal. If left untreated, there are far too many people with untreated, toxic, poisonous bites. Things happen in their relationships. Things happen in their spirit. Temptations come. They, they get caught up in webs of deceit, webs of of lies, webs that the enemy lays out in front of them and the next thing they know there's this predator spider that has entered their spirit and it bites. Some folks have already died spiritually. Their nervous system shuts down. They don't even feel God. Everybody around them can be enjoying the presence of the Lord and they don't even know what's going on. Everybody around them can feel conviction. 
But they, it's, 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 it's like they don't even feel it. It's, not even, it's nothing that they can even relate to it. You can preach it till you're red in the face and they, it just bounces off of them. I'll tell you what's happened. Somewhere, somehow, a toxic spirit has laid its fangs into you and you didn't even feel it happen. You didn't even know it happened. But what has happened is that venom has come up and paralyzed your sensitivity to God. Your only hope is to get plugged in to the anti-venom of the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord God, I need you to course through my veins with the power, the power, the power of the Holy Ghost. I need you to send, hallelujah, a rushing mighty wind of your spirit. Deliver me. Deliver me, Lord. Deliver me, Lord. Deliver me, Lord. Deliver me, Lord. I'm going to tell you what will happen. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you that the Spirit of God will move upon the members of your body and move upon your spirit. And what once used to live, what once was alive, it's going to come back to life. That dead soldier, that soldier died. And they didn't know what to do with his body in the book of 2 Kings. They didn't know what to do with his body because he was a soldier and he had died. But they said, go open up the bones of the prophet Elisha. Open up that grave. And when they pulled back that grave of the prophet Elisha, they threw that dead body down upon those anointed bones. And when that dead body touched those anointed bones of the prophet, that dead heart started to pump. Those dead lungs started to breathe. That dead blood started to flow. Those dead eyes shot wide open. God can do that for your marriage. God can do that for your ministry. God can do that for your prayer life. God can do that. God can do that. God can do that for you. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody cry out to him. Somebody cry out to him. Somebody cry out to him. Let him have his way. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. 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 I want somebody that needs victory in your life right now. You came to this place this morning and you need a touch of God. You need victory. Some something in your life has come against you and you need victory. I want to open this altar to you right now to come forward because the Lord loves you. He wants to deliver you. He wants to give you the victory. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Come on, somebody. That's it. That's it. All across this building, lift up your hands unto the Lord with me. Come on, all across this building, lift up your hands unto the Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on, that's it. God bless you. Come on, somebody else. Come. Come in the name of the Lord. Come in the name of the Lord. There's victory. Come on, that's it. God bless you in Jesus' name. Come on, I want somebody that's been caught by something unaware. You didn't even know that it was in your life, but here it is. I want you to know that the Lord, hallelujah, is going to touch your life right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Almighty 
somebody else that needs to come right now there's somebody else that needs to come right now in the name of Jesus the Spirit of the Lord is trying to do a work in your life this morning don't ignore it don't ignore it in the name of Jesus hallelujah 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 that's it that's it that's it hallelujah come on don't ignore what the Holy Ghost is doing that's it that's it I need some ministers to come forward and help me pray come on that's it God bless you right now that's it in the name of Jesus yes Lord yes Lord yes Lord come on I want somebody else that needs victory Victory, victory. Come on, in the name of Jesus. That's right. That's right. Don't ignore what the Lord is trying to do in your spirit. Don't ignore what the Lord is trying to do in your heart. In the name of Jesus. That's it. He's got a work he's trying to do in your spirit. The enemy has tried to stop what God wants to do in your life. It's not going to work. The word of God is for you. The word of God is for you. The spirit of the Lord is working on your behalf. Let him do his mighty work. Let him do his mighty work.